Coming up on today's show, we learn of Pirates of the Caribbean slicing more people's fingers. Cuisina is closing at the boardwalk, and we get a sneak preview of new food coming to this year's Food and Wine Festival. Then Shawn Michael tells us all about his favorite place to visit, a place that not many Disney fans get to go, Tokyo Disneyland. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 723 for the week of July 22nd, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Jenny Lynn Knopp. I'm sitting in for Pete Warner this week, and I'm joined at the table by my very good friends, Julie Martin. I'm first. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Whirling. Sean Michael Noah. And special guest, Disney artist Kevin John. And of course, back in the production nook, our associate producers, Craig Williams and Sean Thompson. <laughs> Yay, okay. All right, we've been at this a few weeks now, so let's just get right into it. We'll start off with housekeeping. As for as it has been for the last two weeks, Pete and Dustin are still not quite with us. They're settling back in from their trip to Hawaii. We're so glad that they're back. Um, they were out there with Tracy Heinrichs from Dreams Unlimited Travel, and they've been preparing a segment that will be airing on August 19th that's going to be discussing an Ulani vacation with island hopping around Hawaii, something we're all looking forward to hearing about. Also, John and Kevin are not able to be with us this week still. They have family from out of town. Uh, we're looking to their looking forward to their return next week too. I need to let you know. Be sure to unload, uh, not unload, download. <laughs> of course, you can unload too. Maybe sometimes we need to do that. I've needed yeah. to do that this week. Um, be sure to download the Diz Unplugged app for the iPhone and the Android. It's free, so you have no excuses. It's a great app. It's just been also added to the Amazon Android App Store, so you can download that for your Kindle Fire devices. Links to that and everything that we talk about on today's show will be found on our show notes page at www.dizunplugged.com. And certainly, uh, not least, we've got the upcoming Diz Meets we want to let you know about for Give Kids the World. The next one is going to be in Nova Scotia, August 8th through the 10th. That'll be in Halifax. The event has sold out, so congratulations to the coordinators of that event. We are all really looking forward to being there. Indianapolis is coming on September 6th. New England is October 3rd through the 5th. That's in Plymouth, Massachusetts. And Arizona will be coming up October 24th. Through the 26th, if everyone out there, if you're able to get to one of these events, we'd love to see you there. They're always a good time. Um, also, the Disneyland show. We want to remind you to tune in to the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged. That airs every Thursday. You can subscribe to that on iTunes or check them out by going to disunplugged.com. On this week's show... Tom takes a look at the Camelot Inn, and Mary Jo reviews the new Disney California Story guided tour at California Adventure, which sounds really interesting. We hope you'll join us for that. Also, last Thursday was Disneyland's 59th birthday, and Tom was in the park celebrating and sharing photos. So we hope that you'll go to Twitter and check out at the Diz for those updates. Did anyone else have anything that they wanted to cover for housekeeping? It's one week till my birthday. One week till my birthday. <laughs> Go, Julie. It's your birthday. I don't care how old I get. It will always be an exciting day for me. Good. I love it. <laughs> and we love you. All right. Um, Hall of Fame. Do we have one? We don't this week, actually. No. No one was. There are a lot, but we haven't. It? No, there's a lot of people that are special. We've been getting lots of uh, lots of emails, but not this week. Okay, yeah. so we're skipping over cast member. We Hall will, of yes. All right, picking that up next week because there's awesome people out there that need to be recognized. All right, so poll results. We've had the, la the same poll for the last three weeks, and it's going to be ending on July 8th, but we still want you to contribute. We're looking for your favorite moments from the show over the last eight years. Sean is going to be selecting a winner each week. We will read that person's name, and uh, the winner gets a $50 gift card, so that's pretty snazzy. This week's winner is Nicole Moore. 
She writes, one of my favorite moments was John mispronouncing, mispronouncing tutus. <laughs> I was having a rough month and hearing John say tutus yeah. brought tears to my eyes because I was laughing so hard. I can't remember the show number or date, but it was around September 1st, 2010. What, what was that about? There Apparently was, there was a fundraiser yes, for tutus Tanner. for Tanner. They're making yeah. tutus for trades money for this little boy. And he's like, I just need to know what a tutus is. What is a tutus for Tanner? And we're all cracking up, which I mean, you know, he doesn't have like a little girl or anything. So he, he doesn't know I what a tutu, a tutu is. To this day, I think a job. Tutus. <laughs> that does sound pretty great. All right. Well, so, and if you guys out there have any other fond memories, we definitely want to hear them. We're gathering them for another special episode where we'll be uh, talking about all the great highlights that have happened over the years for the Diz Unplugged. That was on my personal list. Was the it? Tutus for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually want to throw it out there. I want to ask if anybody knows that episode number of, of that show. We think it's sometime in the fall of 2010, but I did some searching and I couldn't pinpoint it uh, exactly. So if you have that episode, uh, let us know and send it to me and I'll put it in the show notes so everybody can listen. Perfect. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, so we blew through housekeeping pretty <laughs> pretty well, which is good. We don't want to take too much time with that stuff. But all right, news. So, Sean. All right, let's talk about some news. Uh, the first story, Disney says a boy, 12, uh, cut fingers on Pirate's Ride, Pirates of the Caribbean at Magic Kingdom. Uh, this kind of goes along with what we talked about, I think, last week or the week before, where uh, a man lost his fingertips at Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Walt Disney World's second quarter injury report has been released, and surprisingly, the recent incident of the man losing his fingertips on Pirates of the Caribbean was not the first time this happened. The report showed that three months ago, a 12-year-old boy cut four of his fingers on the same attraction. Disney didn't release any more details about about the boy's accident. Uh, There were 11 other injuries reported in the document, which tracked the incidents from April through June. Uh, Other Magic Kingdom uh, incidents included an eight-year-old girl, uh, briefly lost consciousness on magic carpets of Aladdin. Oh. A 64-year-old woman fell and fractured her fibula while exiting a vehicle at Tomorrowland Indy Speedway. A 68-year-old man fell exiting the Astro Orbiter and developed a blood clot in his leg. Um, and a 70, 72-year-old woman with a pre-existing condition briefly lost consciousness and fell after leaving Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's... It's serious. Uh, well, I mean, my dad has a problem with, like, motion. So, like, we took him on Star Tours, and he, like, couldn't function afterwards. Mm. Um, so, he would be a person that this could happen to, too. And I think as the older you get, I mean, more prone to falling and things breaking. You know, mm-hmm. your bones get old. They get brittle. Um, I feel bad. I, I think if I were an older person, I'd stay away from some of those rides that are a little mm-hmm. more... There's, adventurous. The list goes on. That was actually just Magic Kingdom. And so some of the other ones. On Mission Space at Epcot, three injuries were reported. A 70-year-old woman complained of chest pains. A 58-year-old man with a pre-existing condition felt tightness in his chest and nausea. And a 50-year-old woman complained of motion sickness. Uh, some other injuries included a 62-year-old woman fell on the walkway and injured her knee at Seas with Nemo and Friends. And a 50-year-old woman experienced nausea, dizziness, and shortness of breath on Expedition Everest. Um... There are a couple more. There was an injury on Kilimanjaro Safari. Uh, and then a man fractured his leg on Mayday Falls at Typhoon Lagoon. So <sighs> this is a pretty long list. And I do want to point out that uh, Florida theme parks voluntary, voluntarily report these injuries as part of an agreement. So this is Disney taking the action of sharing this information. I don't think they have to. Um, in comparison, Universal reported some injuries, uh, just a few, and then no injuries were actually reported from SeaWorld, Wet n' Wild, Busch Gardens, and Legoland. Mm. So they chose either not to share it or that nothing happened. I find it hard to believe no one stepped on a yeah. Lego. Yeah. Yeah. Or that no one accidentally <laughs> fell on a walkway right. and hurt themselves. Right. So I wonder know? if that's maybe an issue of them that just was not my sharing. Question. So this is not yeah. required. They are no. volunteering. I think it's nice to see that Disney is taking the action and sharing this information. Yes. Sure. Um, like Julie was saying earlier, and we should probably talk about that a little more, is that a lot of the theme of this are uh, older people, um, not not in a bad, you know, just not whatever. in a bad way. No, just <laughs> older people that maybe either had a pre-existing condition or maybe are more susceptible to those kinds of things, going on rides that are probably more, I don't know, thrilling or more advanced than the ones that say warning. They give you, if you warnings. Have a heart condition. Yeah. Do not go on this ride. Um, you know, uh, this goes back to the whole. You know, I'm glad that they are releasing stuff like this, and it kind of makes it so that way. Disney's, Disney's not only owning up to it, but they're educating. You know, this is, um, safety is number one. That is number one key priority at Disney. And so if they can educate people saying like, look, these are the rides that have known to do this for your safety, maybe you might want to avoid them. 
Right. That I think is a great, uh, I mean, not a great idea, obviously, but it's good to educate people because knowledge is power. Yeah. And so. Well, that theme carries over from last week when we were talking about the man who got his fingers severed. They tell you to keep your hands inside the boat for a reason, or they tell you ahead of time. You might feel dizzy, or if you're prone to motion sickness, or if you have a heart condition, or if you have a back condition, this is probably not the best idea for you. I mean, they say these things for a reason. Well, it, it all comes down to common sense, too. Uh, right. Like, I'll use my, my dad as an example. He went through brain surgery back in uh, January, and so now he won't go on any ride unless he knows that it's not a thrill ride. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's accepting that you're stuck to Haunted Mansion, Small World, a lot of the classic ones. But it's about common sense. You don't put your hands into the water where you can't see them. Mm-hmm. If you've gone through life-threatening surgery at some point in time, don't go and get on a ride space. that's <laughs> telling you, like, oh, yeah, this is going to mess your day up a little bit, even if you don't have issues. <laughs> right. So it, at the end of the day, please, I know some people no. have issues where they can't read the signs correctly or they might just breeze past them. But think about what you're riding before you just get on it just because everyone else is walking that way. It also sounds like, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it also sounds like in almost all of these cases, Disney has taken the measures that they need to take to try to avoid these things from happening. But accidents are going to happen regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably the one I'm most interested in is the little boy who had his, I mean, in the article actually describes his uh, fingers as being lacerated. Mm -hmm. So a very severe gash, although not severed. So still a step up from last week's story. But um, uh, I mean, that one sounds probably a little bit more i'd be more interested in the details of that i'm surprised they didn't pick up on that story the news didn't pick up on that story because anytime anything happens at disney it's on the news so you would they would dig to find another one yeah (laughs) yeah it's surprising that wasn't mentioned actually i think last week uh when we talked about it i mentioned that i heard this story i'm pretty sure it might be the same one that happened earlier um which i mean word gets around i hear it but um what was I going to say? I was going to say something very important. That train <laughs> a lot of thought. A lot of these the sound like, oh, I'm sorry. A lot of these sound like um, disembarking issues as well. You if, if you're, you know, an older person and you've just been on a spinning ride, you know, you don't have to jump right off that mm-hmm. ride. Take a moment, let the ride settle, let the other crowd, you know, move ahead of you, and then, and then, you know, kind of gather yourself and then lift yourself off the ride, or, you know, take. You don't have to jump off that thing like you're, yeah. you know, 15 years old. You know, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm in no way, shape, or form a senior citizen, but you know, I just chill. You know, just let everybody go and then get off and, you know, walk at your own pace. You know, the cast members are going to try and move you through as fast as you can, as they can with within the safety regulations, but they need to turn that ride over. Mm-hmm. But still, what's the risk, you know, the risk in, yeah. in, um, of, you know, jumping off that thing when your head's still spinning? Just, just chill, you know? I no one's in so much of a hurry. Right, there. and I feel mm-hmm. like... With your child, like especially like mine, are, they're only four and five. So I always make sure I reach down and help them get out of the boat or whatever mm-hmm. we're getting out of. Where maybe people with that are traveling with older relatives, you know, make sure there's someone there to always help them too. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that they're a child, but they can have the same sort of like mobility motor issues, you know, yeah, that a yeah. child can have. So Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. And if it teaches you anything, don't put your, your hands in the water of Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. Yeah. Please keep your hands yeah. in the boat. <laughs> but I, I like Craig said. It comes down to common sense. I mean, if you're... Well, there's, even what Kevin said. There's also mermaids in there. With teeth. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Our second news story. Uh, Trattoria al Forno to replace Cat Cor's Cuisina at Walt Disney World. Uh, a new Italian restaurant, Trattoria al Forno, will open in December on Disney's Boardwalk replacing Cuisina by Cat Cora. Cuisina will close on September 30th. The new restaurant will serve simple Italian dishes and feature many foods baked in a wood-burning oven, including a selection of Neapolitan-style pizzas. Handcrafted mozzarella from the in-house cow will be created in-house, <laughs> in-house daily. Old Bessie Todd in the back. Uh, will be created in-house daily as well as cavatelli pasta. Antipasto platters will feature Italian meats, olives, and caponata. Uh, the Disney Parks blog, which uh, re- released the story, um, share some of the menu items that will be coming to the restaurant. Uh, some of those are braised beef bolognese with house-made cavatelli from Bologna. How do you, it's the word bologna, but I don't know. Isn't it bologna? Bologna. 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 No, it's bologna. 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 Uh, bologna. Semolina tagli- tagliatelli carbonara from uh, Latium, or specifically Rome. 
Uh, pork chop a la Milanese, named after the city of Milano. Chicken breast a la Parmigiana. Uh, some shrimp, a lot of pasta dishes, pasta dishes, some baked lasagna, a grilled steak, slow-cooked lamb shank with polenta, uh, eggplant rollatini. A seasonal risotto will always be on the menu, and vegetarians will appreciate the uh, ruffled campanelle pasta with green beans, roasted potatoes, and Genovese uh, pesto. Look for tiramisu, other desserts, lemon panna cotta, all that stuff. Signature bomboloni, Italian donut holes. Uh, with dark chocolate and vanilla gelato. My hat is so off nice. to you for saying all of those words. Well, I'm I practically Italian. I'm not Italian. <laughs> yeah, old Thompson. <laughs> the Irish-Italian Thompson. <laughs> um, they're also going to have a big selection of wines. They'll be 100% Italian as opposed to the 75% we're all used to. Um, <laughs> from historic wine regions including Tuscany, Veneto, Piedmont, with over 60 offerings by the bottle. Uh, more than 25 by the glass. So, this uh, looks like it's going to be a great addition. All that stuff sounds fantastic. I think a lot of the conversation, though, is revolving around the fact that it's another Italian restaurant, mm-hmm. which seems pretty common in that area. Um, some of those include restaurants you need park admission to get to. Really close is Tudo Italia, Tudo Gusto. You have Via Napoli. Even if you're willing to go to Hollywood Studios, you have Mama, Mama Melrose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then the big one is oh, Il Molino. Yeah which is at the Swan and Dolphin. And it's very good. It's extremely good. So it seems surprising to take something that's fairly unique in Greek. I mean, you know, you know, there's not very many Greek places and to take mm. that out and then to replace it with something so common as Italian. But maybe that's why they took it out because not too many people wanted Greek. Obviously, right? I, I suppose, yeah. I actually have been to Cat Cuisina and I was at I had been to Spoodles, which was the restaurant mm-hmm. before it. And um, it's definitely a very unique cuisine. Um, I you ate have to it. really like Yeah, food. I ate it, but it wasn't something that I was wanting to go back and repeat. Just not that it was bad. I'm sure that it was wonderful. I'm just not accustomed to that um, that type of cuisine. So that might be it. If I have just, a feeling a lot of people were like you. If, mm-hmm. if they weren't bringing people in, then even though it's unique... Uh, you're going to want to have something that people are responding to. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, is that the case? Do we know? For I thought the Cuisina was, my impression was that Cuisina was very well received. Uh, it seems to me like in the beginning they, they really promoted it. And then after a certain period of time, um, you, you didn't really hear much from Cat Cora. Or Cuisina yes. was not even mentioned. She so. was very present in the beginning, near the opening. and uh, She still holds some kind of a position with Disney food. I, I don't know what that is exactly, but she's kind of like the celebrity chef for Walt Disney World Resort. So I think she's keeping that position even though this restaurant's going away. Mm. I always love the food here. I like that kind of Mediterranean Greek style. Um, they had a lot of like the, the pasta and tomato dishes with like cinnamon and those kind of like that nutmeg is what spices. Threw me. It was the cinnamon in yeah. with the tomato-y type stuff and I was like, oh well that is different. Mm-hmm. It was very different. It wasn't bad. It was just different. Yeah. And I couldn't, I had mixed feelings about it. I really struggled with it emotionally. Wow. I, <laughs> I couldn't figure out if I liked it or not. <laughs> Don't you think that a lot of people when they come to Disney um, they're even though they're trying to be adventurous, they still want like tried and true like kinds of food. to what they know. Yeah. yeah, rather than like if this was in their hometown, maybe they'd go try it. But when they're on vacation and they've got the family, they want they know Italian pretty much. They're going to enjoy it. Happy. Very true. I, and and coming from a uh, from a recent Disney uh, traveler, you know that was my thing. Was you know we'd come down here and and we would expect yeah okay maybe we're going to eat Italian but we're hoping it's the best Italian ever. We were really disappointed in in the Japanese um, uh, the Japanese grill. Um, Kind of the hibachi mm-hmm. style. Are you talking about tepanito? Tepanito. Mm-hmm. You know, where I kind of expected it to be the most amazing, you know, Japanese style food ever. And the one back home was so much better than the one at Walt Disney World. And that kind of, you know, I, I think your expectation is okay, yeah, I'm going to go get a hamburger, but it better be the best darn hamburger ever, <laughs> you know? And and oftentimes it's not. Even so it's, it's, it's almost better to maybe. <laughs> 
maybe try some different things, you know, because if I ate Greek food, I wouldn't know the difference between good and bad Greek food, you know? So Corey loves it. Go with him. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm telling you, I can't wait to start eating with that. better go before September 30th, because it's not going to be there after that. (laughs) Oh, no, there are plenty of other Greek places in Orlando to eat, for sure. I think the thing that's most sad about this restaurant leaving is the two painted murals of Kat Cora's face above the restaurant. I don't know. If, I don't even think we have a picture of this. It just makes me laugh. Just but leave those. It's it's her self profile looking at herself. So there's two, one one on the left and one on the right. And so she's looking at herself it's face like, to face. Wow, you oh. look great, don't I? <laughs> it's really bizarre. I I'm upset that I'll never be able to do this. But one of the things I always joked about was wanting to. Uh, book the rooms right above the restaurant because you have a balcony. So what I wanted to do was rent those rooms and then make like a white cutout speech bubble and then write <laughs> something <laughs> stupid <laughs> and then lower it down over the, the murals of her face so that she'd be saying stupid things and then get kicked out of Disney forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. That would be a great caption this. Yes, we'll do that. Well, so what are the other options on the boardwalk? Is this actually enhancing the area or do you guys feel like this is taking away? Oh, I, I don't know if it's taking away. I mean, I'll, I'll probably miss that style of food. But there's some pretty good restaurants yeah, already there. Yeah, the ESPN, which is pretty much... ESPN. I've never like I forgot American about that one. Yeah. I wouldn't include it's, that in the... No. Yeah, it's, it's a sports bar. Yeah. yeah. And then there's You can get that the, boot anywhere. Uh, I would say Big River is, yeah, is very River. good. They have their beers there. And then it's good kind of like American pub food. They have good right. ribs and burgers and things like that. Flying Fish is very Flying good. Flying Fish is fantastic. Mm. Yes. I have not eaten there yet. That's it's a really very good restaurant. But okay. if you don't like seafood, they don't have many choices that aren't. So. That would be why the I ice cream shop is yet. killer. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't ridiculous. Like seafood. Even the smaller ones, yeah, like the bakery and the mm-hmm. ice cream shop are fantastic. So All there's right. lots of good stuff there. So this is actually the only Italian restaurant that's going to be on the boardwalk. In the restaurant, you're just yeah. looking or at in the, the bigger hotel, hole yeah. when you're saying there's more of those. Because there's a lot of people by. that don't want to pay for park admission just to have right. an Italian meal. So in that way, I don't yeah. see it as. I would say walk over away. to. I haven't eaten at this new one. Obviously, it's not open yet. But I would say if you're staying at the boardwalk and you want Italian food, walk over to Il Molino. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So good. Yeah. Did your article say? Because I know they were rumored that the restaurant, this new. Um, it was supposed to be owned by Disney. The Disney was managing it. It's not owned by, you know, an outside company. Did I don't. I don't know that for sure, but it would make sense if if the Disney Parks blog uh, debuted yeah, the information. Maybe, so maybe. yeah. Well, here's another question: Do we have a celebrity chef associated with this one? It's Guy Fieri. <laughs> no, that's not true. Say it isn't so. That's not true. Oh my gosh! Oh, I would like be there in a heartbeat for that. Is everyone required to wear their sunglasses on the back <laughs> yeah. of their head? <laughs> yeah. Right. Everybody. No, I'm not even going to. No, everyone. We just lost our listenership in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about that guy no <laughs> we love Guy Fieri <laughs> <laughs> how many ways can you stuff a big potato <laughs> I'll mention food I'm so hungry oh, <laughs> shut up actually we're continuing with food so in the next story oh shut up. yeah we are should we move on I guess yes I guess. so on Saturday night uh, Craig, Corey, and I, who is not with us today, but we got to go to a Tables in Wonderland event to test out some of the new food that's coming to the Food and Wine Festival this year at Epcot. Mm-hmm. So this was, an, well, I think we'll briefly talk about the event itself, just real quick, get that out of the way. This was a paid event, so you had to be a Tables in Wonderland member. They do uh, periodic events throughout the year. Some are inside attractions, so there's one at Great Movie Ride. Um, they've done one in the, par, uh, the prop warehouse. We've done that one before where you go and you have a meal kind of themed at the, at the props and stuff. But this one was held at the World Show Place and it was geared towards debuting this new food. And so I felt the food was great. The event itself was bizarrely mismanaged. <laughs> Corey said that too. <laughs> yes, we all, we all had the same feeling about it. And it was an, it was an, it was an expensive event. It was $150 per person. Wow. So you're paying a premium. It, it lasted from 6.30 to 9 p.m. I think were the official hours. Um, and so it was expensive. You had there was a buffet social hour in, at first where you tried a couple different things, and then there was a plated dinner afterwards where the different items were brought to you. I think there were four courses, and then each one was paired with a, a beverage, whether it was wine or beer or sangria with three eyes. Yes, <laughs> which is not a joke. That is actual truth. <laughs> yeah, and so then there was you know dessert and everything, and then there's a small presentation where you talk to some of the organizers of. Uh, the food and wine festival, why they brought this new stuff in, where the food's from, where the wine's from. Um, and then you're let loose and you can watch 
illuminations or whatever. So that was the event as a whole. We felt it was disappointing. We were with some friends actually um, of the show. We it wasn't planned. They we've they were just there. The Stamies were there with us, um, and we all kind of our whole table felt this, had the same opinion that it was kind of a weird event. It was disorganized. It was odd. However, the food was fantastic. So what, that's a good review of the food. But what was it that was so mismanaged? We were told we were getting certain drinks and wines that were supposed to be paired with the food. The wrong things came out. The waiter, unfortunately, didn't know anything about what we were eating or drinking. And so it was just mm. no one knew what was going on. And instead of being upfront about that, they should have just said, hey, guys, you know, the thing didn't come in. Here's what we're replacing it with. It's similar style. It was just confusing. So we had this printed piece of paper in front of us saying this is what we're supposed to be drinking. And that wasn't it. So we're mm. kind of confused about what's going on. But all in all, it was good food. Do you have anything to add about that? Um, yeah, good, good food, good food. Bad event, bad event. Way <laughs> yes. to go! So we'll agree with that. So was this? It, this was like new food that's coming to food yeah. one. So these are so, like what were they? Well, that's yeah. That's what I, I just wanted to talk about the event first. Let's let's show the video first. Let's watch it and then yeah. we'll talk about it. Roll the tape. Okay. Well, now after that we, watching that, I'm going to say this was a really bad day to come to the podcast when skipping I'm starving. breakfast. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know, yeah. right? Wow. Well, that, that, that's the number one mistake you can never make: eat before the podcast. No. Well, especially <laughs> food not today. Always comes up. Oh. Lesson learned. Yeah. Okay. Lesson learned. Yeah. Here we go. My stomach. But yeah, the food. Um, it was generally good. Um, in terms of the appetizers, I thought for the the new things like the hash was excellent it looked um, really good the bacon hash so that's from the uh, farm fresh booth which yeah. is replacing the florida local so that one's going away but they're bringing up this farm fresh one yeah. that's kind of like fresh produce and stuff like that it was so good that's the one that's gonna have like the breakfast uh, and the yard bird that chicken yeah. kind of thing um but this was re it was really spicy i i think that we all kind of agreed that a lot of the dishes had a, a lot of spice to them mm. like they were pretty spicy this had a pickled jalapeno like relish on top it was so good what were the dishes wow. that you feel stood out that we all like have to try when we go? And in terms of something safe, if you like seafood, then the scallop was great. Yeah. Um, the the hash was kind of weird for people who might not be interested in spicy food and all those different combinations. I can't recommend that unless that's something you like. Uh, but honestly, even though the crabless crab cake had no. Uh, the crabless, crab yeah, it had no crab cake in it. It was actually a, uh, it was a complete vegan dish. Um, it still was actually really wonderful, uh, good flavor. Weird that it was just kind of frozen and then tossed onto everything, but I yeah, thought but it, it was, was good. I mean, if you had yeah. blindfolded me and told me that there was, I don't know, Gardein, because that's the brand name of the tofu, whatever. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering. I, I don't think I would have. I really, I, it tasted a little off, but it was still very good. It tasted like crab cake. And the appetizers were good, but the uh, mm -hmm. the dinner was even better, in my opinion. I know uh, there was some confusion at the table because of the uh, vegetable moussaka, which was the first course, because um, it had like it had fake lamb in it, vegetarian lamb. It was like ground up soy. <laughs> Yeah, soy, soy sorry. Yeah. So I'm like, there's no such uh, thing as a vegetarian yeah. lamb. <laughs> well, it's a special lambs they raise. For vegans and vegetarians, they still call their proteins by the meat name, but obviously it's not actually that. It's just what the 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 protein is trying to imitate. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't. But they spell it some kooky way with different letters. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering, what was that with the capital B and the crab? Can I tell you that was the cake? most bizarre what? thing? The, the way it was spelled is it's. Uh, capital C R A, capital B, apostrophe L E S S. So I don't know why the B is capitalized. <laughs> or maybe like crab B, like you know, crabby personality. You were... crabby <laughs> I don't know. The Puerto Rican dish looked really good to me. Basically beef and rice. <laughs> <laughs> I was gravitating towards the South African Mobuti. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Puerto Rican one was actually just okay. It tasted like just white rice and a pot roast. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, that's I, me. <laughs> yeah. No, that was good. I, I liked the moussaka. I didn't... Oh, the moussaka was good. I was... I, I mean, I don't normally eat soy because of the hormones and everything. I don't need any of that, but... boobies, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there's that. It was good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then the salmon. I mean, that was salmon. The salmon? Any, yeah. Salmon's a salmon's a salmon. I 
would uh, say this was probably a little overcooked for my taste, but hopefully when it's out in the booth, it's yeah. not. Yeah. And then the dessert was just, uh, the dessert was so-so. Uh, overall, the new food that's coming, it isn't anything out of this world, mm-hmm. but at least it is new, and that's the dessert, the carrot cake that was... Carrot cake was good, I thought. It was a little dry. Okay. Um, the warm, and, and then you just How drank the chocolate. Warm, warm drinking, uh, I didn't milk. Drink. That's not my thing. Warm it's drinking just, chocolate. Is. It tastes like yeah. you're drinking brownie batter. It's weird. Ew. So it was like thick. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's dessert. It's not a drink. No, you, no. These are the desserts, that but it's drinking dessert. chocolate. Yeah, it's like if you heated up chocolate and then you drank it. No. And then it hardened. <laughs> not like what I do on a Tuesday Why night. Why would you want to? It's kind of like the chocolate Game version crazy. of Alveda. Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. It comes in the same brick. <laughs> I don't know. Just but uh, that, that was it. And then the croissant donuts, the chrome nuts. That's not special. I mean, you can buy that at the refreshment port. So yeah, you, you can already get yeah. those. So... Um, but, but they're delicious. Don't get yeah. me wrong. They're fantastic. Are there any new countries being represented this year? Yes. So there's Puerto Rico is one of the new ones. Patagonia. I was about to say, I thought I saw Patagonia. Patagonia, that's where the the, um, the salmon uh, yep. is being featured. Um, I think that's a really cool one. Um, like I said, Farm Fresh is coming. It's going to replace the uh, the Florida local one. Is that pretty much the new one? Yeah. that's. Uh, there's a couple more that weren't featured at this event, but but those were basically what the yeah. new things we tried. Yeah. So. I think what I find is exciting is it seemed like there was maybe correct me if I'm wrong, a little bit of a stronger presence for the people with special dietary needs, such as mm-hmm. vegans, vegetarians. I don't know if they had anything gluten-free. They're, they're going to start marking the, the brochure that you get, which items are gluten-free or good for people who can't have gluten. So at least it'll cool. start a dialogue. You'll have an idea of what you can have. So right. it seems like Disney's getting better with that kind of stuff well, every year. I would agree that this event kind of highlighted a lot of stuff that is either gluten-free or uh, for vegans, but that's just because that's something that they've just got into representing the past couple years is throwing in a couple new things, and it's all gone over pretty well. I mean, I've liked a lot of this stuff, so Mm -hmm. I think that's why we got a chance to see a lot of this new stuff that was either vegan, Mm -hmm. gluten-free, whatever, because that's the trend that they would rather go to instead of... Yeah, I was going to say the reason why it's going over so well is because special dietary needs, that's becoming more prevalent. It seems like more and more people are figuring out they have food allergies or they have children with medical conditions and they have to adjust the way that they eat. Um, and in the past, I mean, I, I have that in my history. My my children went through a, a medical crisis of sorts a few years back, and we had to get very strict with their diet. And even now, we still have food allergies. And while I'm not vegan, I I try to be vegan-ish. Um, so it's it's been a little bit discouraging in years past when it's food and wine is such a fun event, and I have friends that want to go, and then I go. But then if I want to try to kind of stay to, you know, the vegan-ish ways that I like, there's not that much available. There's not that much variety for me. So everyone else is hooping and hollering and having a good time. And I'm like, all right, guys, that's good. Well, then you just get to drink. So you'll have fun. Well, I mean, I, I, like, I don't drink that much either. Um, but I do I do like eating. So it's kind of exciting to me to, to see that they've maybe stepped up their game a little bit in that area for that, uh, you know, demographic. Yeah, know. yeah, that's good. Before we move on from this, I just want to mention some of the new uh, alcohols. Uh, alcohols. Oh yeah. yeah, I don't know what the. <laughs> anyway, how do I alcohol? They have, they have a uh, new wine. Um, they have one from Paso Robles. It's called um, Paperboy. Paperboy. Oh, and my. it was disgusting. Oh, oh, <laughs> it was I the saw worst. It. the label's really cool though. The, the bottle's really cool. Yeah. So it comes in a canteen, like a uh, flexible plastic it's boxed wine. Can- it's but it is. <laughs> it's boxed. Wine. It actually is a boxed <laughs> wine. But it comes in like this foldable paper carton that opens up like a Fabergé egg. Like <laughs> you open it up. <laughs> <laughs> and when you open it up, you find a bag of wine in there. There is just a, like a right. box of wine. Pop a straw in it. <laughs> it's a Capri Sun of wine. That's right. It is the Capri Sun. We it have comes chocolate Velveeta and Capri Sun wine. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a, a real great food and wine festival I know. this year, guys. When you're having a real depressing week and you just don't have the energy to break the chocolate in half, just get some of that chocolate and some of that Velveeta cheese and, and, uh, and, and, and boxed wine and you're good to go. Uh, <laughs> Jenny Lynn, uh, later on this week, she's... <laughs> Hey, you know, that's how I roll. (laughs) But so then for beers, they have uh, M-Hops, which is the Hansen Brothers' (laughs) first venture into beer making. Poor guys. Is that really? They don't make music anymore. It's a joke. It's a joke joke on M-Bop. So M-Hop. And it's actually really good. It's a really good pale ale. 
Um, and then they're also featuring a bunch of local beers. We've talked about um, them doing some Orlando brewing that they're bringing into Food and Wine, but also they're bringing in a Jacksonville uh, brewery called Bold City. Yeah, and I uh, I just stumbled upon it at Total Wine the night before we went to the event and bought a couple cans of it, mm-hmm. and then it was right there whenever we were there the next yeah. night, and I absolutely love what they're doing. I can't wait to drive up and go to the brewery. Yeah. So, so I think that's a good exciting. touch to bring in local stuff. Yeah. yeah. Lots to look forward to yes. this fall Yes. from Epcot. All right. Well, moving on to caption this, uh, it's time for Where in the World. We didn't have a photo for you to to caption last week we had a photo for you guys to guess where something inside of Walt Disney World was and we wanted to see if any of you could guess it a lot of you did Mm. which is very impressive because I had no stinking clue what that was in that picture the answer is the stave church in Epcot's Norway pavilion right did we have somebody nope nope so it was just people were guessing people were just guessing no winners. Sorry, guys. All right. You're all losers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was it was good. A lot of people answered. Those responses for those things are so amazing that so many people go on there to, to guess. That's I, ridiculously impressive. Yeah. So. <laughs> I really, I looked at that and went, okay, well, I'm out. <laughs> did you recognize any, or did uh, a lot of the responses, were they all like very similar or were they all just scattered about? No, everyone. I, I mean, there were some other funny ones that I appreciated because yeah. the wrong ones are more funny than the real ones. <laughs> but um, but no, a lot of people got saved church in Norway. So oh nice, yeah, very right. good. Okay, good. Well, this week we're going to do another where in the world photo for those of you watching on video. We're going to show you this photo for those of you listening. You can go to facebook.com/disunplugged and check it out. Tell us where you think this picture was taken. Nice. I, I have no yeah. idea what. what I don't know. Is. I'm trying to figure out what's I in the f- reflection. I know. Yeah. I was going to say that should be a really good clue. That little reflection in the window part. But it is not helping me. No. Very geometric I, shapes cut on, cut into the window. So yeah. I don't. Know. That I think that's a clue somewhere. Like. All right. Uh, so all you. I sure hate geometry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all you Sherlock's sure out there going <laughs> We want to hear from you where you think this was. Okay. So um, on to rapid fire. We're starting off with Julie this week. No problem. But thanks for the warning. <laughs> Sorry. Just so we all know, it's Julie, Kathy, Sean Michael, Kevin John, Craig, and then Shaun. Well, um, <laughs> mine's about Velvet Sessions for this month. Um, it's kind I, of my go-to, thi- go-to I was thing. Say, are you going to sing for us this week, too? <laughs> well, probably not. It's, it's a foreigner, unless you want me to sing. There we go. Okay, you guys got your little... So, um, it's going to be Lou Graham. Only Lou Graham. The voice of Foreigner. So, apparently, did they break up or something? I have no idea. He left... Yeah, he he left the band. Everyone else is on vacation. (laughs) So, well, it'll be Thursday, July 31st, because it's always the last Thursday of the month. Um, Starts at 6.30. You can purchase your tickets online and receive your early entry at 6 p.m. $29 online, $35 at the door. It does include specialty drinks from 6.30 until the show. And then the live music and the cash bar um, will start around showtime. And then after the show, you could hang out at the Velvet Bar, which is a really cool bar. But it gets pretty crazy packed, so it's really not as much fun as when it's a slower night. And where is Velvet Sessions located? I'm going to tell you. Oh, look at so this. this hold she on. is so on her A-game right now. <laughs> Um, if you want to be a VIP, you can pay 50 bucks, which will give you access to the special viewing area with a private bar. Um, it'll be at the Hard Rock Hotel, Universal Orlando. Your parking is complimentary. So you can visit velvetsessions.com to purchase your tickets if you wish. So it probably should be, I, I imagine it will be packed. Yeah. I would imagine it's pretty popular, Foreigner. So yeah, I would think so. Are you Check it out, there? people. No, I won't be. Which ones have you been to? Gosh, we saw. Oh, you put me on the spot. <laughs> Imagine we've that. seen like three, but I can't. One of them was someone I don't really remember because I don't know who they are, and one was um, Star Starship. Because isn't that what they go by now? They don't go by Jefferson no, Airplane. I think they just, yeah, just they're just like Starship, Starship now. <clears throat> so and someone else I can't remember. It was Lou Bega. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a it's been a long time since I've been so bare naked <laughs> having to pull lady. up some Wasn't pretty old bare memories. Naked ladies, didn't you guys see them there? No, we did no? not see bare naked. It was a '90s band though, uh-huh. and I cannot think of who it was now. Your kids on the block? Yeah, no. <laughs> yes, <Hanging> top. <laughs> um, okay, well, thank you, Kathy. Mine is starting. It was on the 18th. Disney Cruise Line has raised the um, minimum cruising age from 12 weeks to six months of age and that starts january 1st 
And if you're on the transatlantic, the Hawaiian and the Panama Canal cruises, the minimum age is now going to be one. And it's consistent with what a lot of the other cruise lines are doing. And if you have, the, the important part to remember is if you have an existing reservation, um, it will be subject to the previous rule, which is, you know, you're fine for um, like 12 weeks. But um, any new bookings have to comply with the new. So if you've just got the adults on there and you haven't added that child because, you know, you're thinking about having a child or whatever, they're going to have to go by the new rules. So even though you have an existing reservation, if that child is not on the reservation, they'll go by the new rules. Oh, that might complicate things a little bit then. Mm -hmm. I mean, I having a child very young on the cruise is hard. How old were yours when they went on their first cruise? Ferris was four months. Wow. Um, but he was only one of him, women. so that was kind of easy. And he was such an easy baby. But the second time around, I really... I did not enjoy that cruise. They both got sick. It was in December. It was really cold. She was eight months old. So she would have been old enough for this, but um, I agree. I have never cruised, period, so obviously not with children, although that's about to change. But um, I think that this is interesting. So what's your opinion on this age People are going to be upset, I think. Don't you think, Kathy? Yeah. The ones that seem to be the most upset are the ones that haven't added the child on yet. Um. Other people, you know, they, they look at it, it's a family trip. And if you start saying that, you know, they have to be a certain age, some people are going to be upset by that because what works for the rest of the family and then you've got a young baby, they're going to have to start making some different choices. Hey, Kathy, if, if a family falls into that and they have a reservation booked already and the kid's not going to be the right age at the time, is Disney allowing them to, to cancel the reservation? Well, they Can would be that? outside of any penalty. But even if they haven't added the kid yet. Like, well, like I have. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So they would know. be outside of that anyway. So they yes. could cancel it with no, no problem. So that, okay. and, that, and that also brings up the whole thing that if you think you're going to have a baby or there's going to be a baby, you know, born yeah. before you cruise, add them in there. Because what happens a lot of times too is like a lot of people will book for like spring break, for example. And you're there like, well, I'm going to add the baby on later. And then by the time you go to add the baby, there's no room to add them even though you have a room that may sleep right. for the lifeboats may be full or the mm. children's programming is full so you wouldn't be able to add that child so anytime you can notify disney cruise line in advance that you're going to add another person it's better mm. it probably makes it a little bit easier on the nursery workers oh, too I'm because sure. they yeah. you can have children up to three years old in there i mean Ferris and Finley both have been in there up to three years old. And so, like, having a three-month-old and a three-year-old, that's a range. really big difference. As where, whereas a six-month-old could be sitting up by themselves by then and sort of able to play and interact, whereas a three-month-old, really not so much. Yeah. So, in your opinion, this policy change is maybe a good one? I pers- For me personally, yes. <laughs> and I think even the, the one-year-old, if you're on a Hawaii cruise or transatlantic, when you're at sea for... 14 days, I really don't think you want a, you know, three-month-old baby on the cruise. A year, I think, is a good number. Yeah. Yeah. I think as a mom, what comes to my mind that would make me nervous is taking a really young child. They're not able to communicate what they're experiencing. So things like motion sickness or whatever else might happen, it would be very hard to tell what is going on. And then you're very limited because you're on a boat as far as getting help to deal with the situation. So I would find that stressful. I would be okay with this policy change because I'm not sure that I would want to be on a cruise with a baby that young anyway. They've also only had their first, very first set of vaccines at three months old. So they're susceptible to so much other stuff. So in my opinion, Disney is smart for doing this because at least by six months of age, they've had a few more of their vaccines and, you know, as much of a liability issue there. Mm -hmm. And for the parents, like worrying about people, you know, plenty of germs on a cruise ship. Everybody comes home sick usually. Oh, don't tell me that. I'm about to go on a cruise. (laughs) I didn't want to hear that Use all of the little hand sanitizers they have around the ship. Those are for your personal use. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Duly noted. Um, Sean Michael. Hey. Well, a fantasy football convention will be held at ESPN Wide World of Sports this August, the 22nd through the 23rd, for about 349 bucks a pop. Uh, Fantasy football fans can enjoy a football-themed Disney character breakfast, a behind-the-scenes look at a live broadcast of Fantasy Football Now, 
and even participate in a live fantasy football draft with the help of ESPN fantasy experts. Uh, Trey Wingo will host an ESPN tailgate party with games, uh, ESPN stars, and a chili cook-off. Uh, names include, and I'm sorry if I mispronounce this, Adam Schefter, Chris Mortensen, Mark Schlethren, Schlereth, Schlereth, that's the word, uh, Tim Hasselbeck, and Matthew Barry. All names I do not know. Me neither. <laughs> isn't Tim someone... Hasselbeck married to Elizabeth Hasselbeck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he's a former uh, NFLer, yeah. he's a former quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I, I confess, I don't understand this rapid fire at all. I don't understand the concept of fantasy football or wh- what is going on it's, with this. It's Dungeons and Dragons for jocks. That's what I got. Again, I don't understand. I, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, don't it's, worry, honey. It's nothing that interests yeah, you. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it really or isn't. I, and I'm a sports fan, but I don't partake in the fantasy stuff at all. I just, it's essentially, it, you sit down and you watch your team play. You know, you're, you root for the Giants or the Steelers or whomever. But in addition to that, um, you get a bunch of your friends together or groups of people online, and you can select your own um, custom team that, that um, features players that you think that will perform at a certain level. And then you have your second team and third third team in case injuries, and then and then there's um there's essentially a point system that you, based on how those players perform with their individual teams against individual opponents that week, then you score points that way. It's so this is an yeah. uh, ESPN Wide World of Sports. It's a football watching marathon. No, honey, it has nothing to yeah. do with watching the football. Okay, Correct, it's all about right. the draft. The draft. So mm-hmm. basically, okay. like he said. <clears throat> Every football player in the nation, and you get to say, "Well, I want this guy," just like right. they do every year when they draft for the real new draft, right. players. So it's it's you're drafting the players oh. for your custom and team. I don't really know that much about football. <laughs> so you're going to an event yeah, yeah. just to pick people and write them on a piece of paper so that you can follow that in the following Correct. season right. with right. ESPN with, experts, right. with ESPN right. experts mm-hmm. and tailgate parties, which I also don't know right. what those are. No, but those yeah. are the most fun part of football. Yeah. 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 Essentially, a lot of people do um, with their own little um, drafts, you know, with their group of buddies and mm-hmm. things. They, they they do a little draft party in their house and that, that sort of thing. It's kind of to get ready for the football season to begin with. This is just a, a, a great draft party on steroids, yeah. really, at, with with the ESPN analysts and, and, and that sort of thing there as well. It, again, okay. you know, it's it's kind of like going to um, one of these celebrity chef events at mm-hmm. the Wine and Food. You know, I really don't care about who's making my meal as long as it tastes good. But some people People go absolutely bananas over Guy Fieri or whomever. To them, that's the <laughs> yeah! you know, you know, that's the end all be all. Or the people that are on the um, you know, the Home and Garden Channel. You know, okay, you can oh, pot yes. a plant better than that guy can. Okay, so you're great. And and they go and they watch them pot plants, and that's that <laughs> you know really makes them feel great that day. Right. And they so pay this money one to do that. So is, this is picking sports yeah. players with. The experts the in the industry from, from ESPN. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did awesome. I hear you say cool. you've never been to a tailgate party? No, no. As um, I kind of s- skipped all of that fun stuff in but my younger years. You didn't even <laughs> ever go to a concert. Um, I went to a New Kids on the Block concert. Aww. Oh, those tailgates were the best. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this will also have, uh, again, a character breakfast, so Mickey will probably come out in his, his football, football gear, gear. Yeah. and that would yeah. be a really great opportunity. Cheerleader Minnie will probably be there. Right. <laughs> Minnie is a rah-rah. I love that. <laughs> I actually was a rah-rah. I was a cheerleader in uh, college for basketball, but I didn't really get the, you know, the, the game. I just cheered when the captain told me to. Okay, <laughs> moving on. All right, Kevin John. Yes, I am excited about this one. Um... The Gaylord Palms Resort has announced their ice exhibit event for the holiday season coming up. Uh, the dates are November 15th through January 4th. Um, and essentially, this is they bring in you know over 2 million pounds of ice and uh, do ice carvings. And they have a North Pole Arctic forest and a Christmas carnival and a life-size nativity carved out of ice. Um, there's uh, they they've added a new um, exhibit or a new um, experience this year. It's snow tubing through an alpine 
snow tubing thing. <laughs> uh, we're getting technical here. Um, ah. it's, it's, there is an additional charge. This is um, an extra $18.95 per person that you'll have to pay to do this. It's eight lanes on a snow hill oh, and wow. you snow tube through this alpine snow tube. Is there a thing. limit on how many times you can snow tube through the snow tuby thing for $18? <laughs> Boy, I, I don't, that I don't know. You guys that are willing to wait in line. Yeah. Um, it, I, I will talk about the, just the, the general um, prices for this event for the overall experience. Um, $28.95 for adults, $26.99 for seniors, and $14.99 for children. A couple of tips that um, people have talked about um, on the Diz, um, you know, this is not pretend ice. This is the real <laughs> deal stuff, probably yeah. trucked from my hometown, Erie, Pennsylvania, yeah. <laughs> um, because it's they, the ice still and snow still hasn't yes. melted there yet, and it's July. Have fun <laughs> um, with that back home. Um, so dress for the cold, gloves, scarves, that sort of thing. Um, and also someone had talked about bringing in disposable cameras rather than your really mm. good cameras mm. and stuff because of the lenses and the fog and the misting and all that stuff. Also come prepared if you wear glasses because your glasses will fog up as well. I've yeah. done this event. It's a great event. Um, I, I like it, you know, kind of depending on the theme of the event. Like last year was really great. Frosty the Snowman was very nostalgic. But um, yeah, it is very cold. Everything so freezes cold. And up. it's not just Florida cold. It's cold. It's yeah. cold, cold. It's yeah. nine degrees It's nine cold. degrees, people. Yeah. Yeah. Nine it's, degrees. Yeah. Nutcracker, I guess, is the um, theme this year. I have brought a prop also. Ooh. I was Ooh. able to acquire a miniature um, ice <laughs> yeah. sculpture. Yeah, I've gotten a little cooler and everything. Oh, a miniature ice sculpture. I wondered what was in there. I wanted the artist to show on the... Um, we have visual um, aids uh, for Rapid Fire this week. Oh. Well... Uh, this, was, <laughs> this was a miniaturized sculpture. I'm sure you had something. He's having a bob moment. Anyway, um, I kept this in my fridge for like three weeks. I would bring it out for dinner parties and bar mitzvahs. But um, this is, the this sugar was plum nice fairy's in there somewhere. So yeah, yeah. Where's, where's Elsa when you need her? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so here, this is for oh, you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Oh, it's still cold. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right, right Sean. Here. So that's that. Sean, you're up next. Oh, am I? Okay. Uh, the Wonderground Gallery, which is a uh, art gallery that's in uh, downtown Disney at Disneyland has now opened up a booth at the Marketplace Co-op at our downtown Disney. Okay. So some of the prints and uh, paintings that you can get at Disneyland in California, you can now get here, which is a, a big surprise because uh, it was always such a, a pain to get that kind of artwork that you that was only available in Disneyland uh, out here. So between a D Street, they offer a lot of the hipster Mickey stuff that we've talked about a lot. Um, and now this new booth that sells kind of the higher end stuff, you know, the, the prints are all available there. And then some of like the more canvassy type things are, are there. So those two things combined is, is really nice addition to downtown Disney. Um, and I actually also have two uh, minor things to add. Uh, the frozen summer fun premium package is completely sold out for the rest of the summer. Wow. So that's kind of a, a bummer, but it, you know, it's good for Disney, I guess. Um, and then also I do want to mention that the military uh, Disney ticket was just announced for 2015. So the way that Disney releases their military tickets is on a yearly basis. So they announced the one from 2014 last year, and that ran to a certain date. Um, the 2015 ones, uh, you can purchase it on August 25th, and it's good until September 30th of 2015. So that's just a tip for people out there. I know my parents will be taking advantage of that. So. And do you have any props this week? I have no props. Then we are moving on to Yes, Craig. let's. <laughs> okay. Uh, so... Disney is prepping a Haunted Mansion animated TV special oh, for the 45th anniversary. Uh, if you yeah. give me one second here, it is going to be illustrated by children's book illustrator Gris Grimley, known of Gris Grimley's Wicked Nursery Rhymes, uh, who will also be executive producing it and art directing it. Uh, Scott Peterson of Phineas and Ferb fame <laughs> will will uh, serve as a writer on it. Um, also an executive producer and story editor and Joshua Pruitt also from Phineas and Ferb is going to be a consulting producer and writer which the special itself that excites me uh, 
a Haunted Mansion animated special. It's mm. got to be way better than the Eddie Murphy movie. Well, I was going to um, ask, is Eddie Murphy involved somehow? <laughs> Hopefully not. Okay, <laughs> no. but So it can only go up from there. However, yeah. I, I know a lot of people love Phineas and Ferb, and everyone's just going to jump on me for being negative, but I can't stand the cartoon i've tried watching it so many no, I times hate it. yeah it's just it does not interest me i i get it it's for kids and it's actually gets a lot of teenagers adults um a lot of people who like to get drunk and like sit up and watch it at 2 a.m <laughs> yeah. but uh it's it's just not for me um so that that's upsetting that they're gonna have a part of it uh for the haunted mansion special but at the end of the day it's still nice they're doing a special uh special thing for it so Cool beans. Yeah. I'm actually wondering if they're going to do the joke like, ah, Perry the Poltergeist. Something like that. I don't know. I just came up oh, with that. I, I don't know that. what that is. Sorry. <laughs> play, play on words. I don't know. I'm just being clever, I guess. Yeah, I hope that they, I, I just hope that they don't um, mock the, the mansion too much yeah. with that with that Phineas and Ferb humor. Yeah. You know, I hope that it, it, it kind of stays a little more um, respectful of the, yeah. of I agree the attraction. With that. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I just find it to be the most interesting pairing I've ever heard of. I love Phineas and Ferb. I don't know how I feel about them being in the Haunted Mansion. Hmm. Okay. Well, they're, well, well no, they're, it's they're not, like not going to be in the Haunted Mansion. The people that made the show are making this Haunted Mansion oh, special. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. But yeah, they're only. Pre- I mean, they're not actually doing well, the yeah. artwork for it, though. The Gus okay. consultants. Yeah, they're still consulting, and that's the scary yeah. part. But it's frightening. Yeah. <laughs> More frightening than the Haunted Mansion. Okay. Well, we do have, uh, even though Pete and Dustin aren't back with us just yet, we have one last video to share um, of their time in Hawaii. So this time it's from Disney Zulani. For those of you listening, we'll post it to the Dis Unplugged Facebook page later this afternoon so you can watch it there. Uh, for those of you with us, uh, we're going to roll it right now. Hey everybody, Pete Warner coming to you from Olani, Disney's resort on the island of Oahu. And of course, Dreams Unlimited's Tracy Heinrichs here with me. And this is our last update before we come home. It's the end of our vacation. Actually, uh, Dustin and I are cutting it short by a couple of days because I have some stuff going on at the house that apparently needs my attention. So, leaving early. But... I still had such an amazing time, and what a great way to finish it off uh, than to come here. Um, first thing I notice, it's really crowded. Um, I'm shocked. The times that we've been here, um, I've been, you've been here in February, February, we've both been here in November, I was here in May last year, and the crowds were really not bad. Um, July, crowded. February was crowded too. February was very much like this. Really? The resort was at capacity just about the whole time we were here. And uh, very, uh, very crowded as well. Much like this. But even still, I was just mentioning to Dustin that um, even still with the crowds and everything, uh, cast is magnificent. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, Dustin was taking some pictures of, uh, was it the buffet or um, or in uh, 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 Ulu, um, the fast food uh, yeah. location. And they told him, don't take pictures, don't take pictures. Let us make it pretty. <laughs> and they like took their time to like make everything look really nice for him. And I'm like, that, I don't think that's ever happened. When we've done that, so that was kind of cool. Um, and of course, Ulu uh, is one of the new locations as part of the expansion. And I got to tell you, I thought Olani was pretty much perfect before this. Um, they made it more perfect. Yeah, the, the new areas, the new uh, food areas, the new the new public areas with the beaches and or the the pools and stuff. They've really improved it. Being able to grab uh, you know yeah. grab and go lunch. Um, I had a curry chicken salad that was out of this world. Um, so the food's really fresh, really good, uh, and you're not like having to wait for re- to make reservations to have breakfast or lunch. I mean, it's, it's really good. Uh, Adults-only pool um, with cabanas. That was awesome. We spent yeah. the day there yesterday. Um, really nice addition, although the cabana's ridiculously expensive, $300 for the day. Um, so very pricey, but... But it was a great way to spend the day. It was a great way to spend the day. It was a great way to spend the day. No argument there. Um, But a lot of great additions to Alani, and it was just great being here again. And uh, this is really the best way to see... Uh, see Hawaii. Oh, you know, yeah. Spend spend some time here at Alani, um, doing that Norwegian cruise, going around the islands, 
Um, it's an amazing way to spend two weeks if you want to visit Hawaii. We're going to have a lot of details on that coming up on August 19th is when we're going to be doing the show where we cover all of this. Uh, so please be sure to uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, Dustin and I will see you next week. Uh, so have a great week, everybody. Bye. Aloha. That was awesome. I'm so looking forward to August 19th hearing all about this. All right. Well, before we close the show, I just want to re remind everyone one more time about our favorite moments poll. That's going to be ending on July 28th. We are going to continue to select random winners each week, uh, just the same as we always have been. So please make sure to participate. Okay, well, that's going to do it for our show this week. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And remember, for your own personal safety, please avoid all natural bodies of water. Bye.